If you're at the beginning of your business listening to this, then I want you to actually think hard about what is it you want your business to actually be like so that you make sure that you're putting one foot in front of the other towards that goal so that you're not going to be on the struggle bus forever. Welcome to Begin As You Mean To Go On, the podcast for mission-driven service-based business owners who want to increase their income and their impact without burning out in the process. I'm your host, Karanda Adair, recovering WordPress developer and CEO of Carvel Digital. If you like learning from other people's mistakes, then keep listening. Let's get started. In this episode, I want to talk to you about normalization, and we're going to get into what that means and why it's important in just a second. But before we do that, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do me a favor and listen to the entire episode. And then if you found this valuable, I want you to leave a five-star rating and review. And I want to thank Mrs. Nelson, who left this five-star rating and review exceptionally valuable, immediately actionable. This podcast is truly a gem among business podcasts for entrepreneurs. The messaging is clear, direct, and offers valuable guidance for entrepreneurs to get their foundation set to be successful in the digital marketing space. I get something awesome out of each and every episode and appreciate the wealth of experience that Karanda brings to this topic. If you listen and apply this advice, it will save you expensive mistakes and make your business life better all around. Thank you so much, Mrs. Nelson, for leaving that review. Truly appreciate it. Now let's get into today's topic. This is actually not what I had planned to talk about next, but it's something that has been on my mind. And the reason I want to talk about normalization is because this is a concept that I didn't hear about in the context of business until I started learning from people who were already very, very successful, like have you know, million dollar, seven figure, eight figure businesses. And I don't think you should have to wait and struggle in your business or wait until the point where you can get into some expensive mastermind to get this information because it's really, really important. Normalization is just the act or process of normalizing. And I'll tell you when I first experienced this concept, although I certainly did not call it that at the time. When I was a kid, people would ask me about my siblings and I would start explaining to them how my sibling structure works. So I have five siblings and between us, we all have the same father, but we have four different moms. And I really never thought anything about that until people started asking me and I would explain it to them and they would start to get, you know, confused looks on their faces as they tried to piece together, you know, how we're all connected because that was just my norm. It was just what I lived in, what I woke up to every day. My siblings and I do not really refer to each other. We don't say this is my half sibling, like we're just siblings, we're just family, and we don't even think about it. But as I started to expose this and start to explain it to other people, then it started to occur to me like, oh, this is not everybody's norm, right? Some people have, you know, sort of traditional mom, dad, everybody has the same parents. Some people have different setups and whatever you grow up in, that's just your norm and you're used to it. So that's kind of what I think about as the origins of my exposure to this concept. And I think it's important to interrogate what you have normalized in your life and what we normalize in society. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Normalization can work for you or it can work against you. For instance, President Obama somewhat normalized the idea of a black man being president, right? Now, I don't know if we can call it complete normalization, one person out of you know the 43 that came before him, but it's a huge step and it's a beginning. And one thing that you'll hear a lot 
is if you can't see it, you can't be it. And so there's a bunch of little black children who just grew up with Obama as president. (laughs) And that was their normal. Like, how cool is that? How great would that be if you were, you know, if you were like four when he got elected, and then that was just like your norm for what the president is. That's an example of like really great normalization. Now we have Kamala Harris, who has normalized finally getting a woman into the Oval Office, not in the position of first lady, right? Not as in the position of being married to the right man, right? And there's a bunch of little girls who are going to grow up with that as their norm. And that's amazing. On the flip side, we've got Trump and his presidency has largely been about normalizing white supremacy. And so now you have a bunch of white supremacists that a lot of people thought were just in the shadows or in the basement somewhere. Because he has normalized this, everybody's come out of the woodwork. And now people feel very free, or I should say freer, to threaten and sometimes take the lives of people of color. And that's a really horrific example of normalization. Although it's really, really bad, the one thing that it has done is it's shown, I think, a lot of white people in this country that this is not just like French, right? This is actually the foundation of our country. So even as horrific as it is, it has at least brought into light what people are actually thinking and doing so that we can address it. And on that note, I think especially since the unfortunate murder of George Floyd, we've somewhat normalized talking about race. A lot of people are still doing it badly, but I think one of the things that I've seen since May is that I am part of business groups where white people in these groups are asking about the software companies they're using. And they're asking like, hey, do you know what this company's stance is on Black Lives Matter? And I have never, ever seen that before from white people just in the open in groups that I'm part of. So I think that's a positive part of normalizing, talking about race and really interrogating like, where are you giving, what companies are you giving your money to? So Those are some of the examples of normalization that I've seen. And specifically, I want to talk about how does this apply to your business? What have you normalized in your business? And I want to talk about some things that I think we've normalized that aren't necessarily that useful. One of those is this whole notion of six figures as like this sort of be all end all goal. I know for a lot of people, it's not necessarily. And for some people, maybe it is. But I think in general, there's this expectation that like when you get to six figures, you sort of made it as a business. And I think a lot of people who have made it to six figures will tell you six figures isn't really all that if you're trying to build a business and build a team and really build something that you can scale and not have to to be in and work in 24 seven. Because when you get to six figures, that's not that's not really enough to pay a team. Like if you need help, and most of us need help, it's certainly not enough to pay yourself well and pay a team. It's a good place to get stuck in a grind and a hustle that will burn you out if you don't either scale back your business so that that's actually sustainable for you or scale up your business to support really what you want your business to look like and feel like. That's kind of why on my website, as of right now, it says, let's make six figures your new minimum, because that comes from largely when I talk to people on strategy calls and they tell me, you know, here's what I want my business to look like. And then they tell me their revenue goals and those things are wildly mismatched. And so that's why that's where that catchphrase came from is to sort of start to put that in people's heads. Um, And if you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to my interview with Megan Hale. That is a great episode talking a lot about really dialing in your money um, and figuring out what is it you actually need to run your business because it is different for everyone and it's going to depend on your circumstances. 
Another thing I see normalized that I would like to kick to the curb is doing everything ourselves. And this is especially rampant when it comes to women business owners. You know, statistically, we're just, we're less likely to hire and get help. And part of that is mentality. And part of it is just lack of resources. Like it's really, really hard. And we, a lot of women owned businesses are just really under-resourced. But I think we also have this mindset of like, well, I can do this myself. And we think by doing that, that we're saving money, right? Or I can't afford to hire help, therefore I'll do it myself and it'll be better, it'll be just as good. And this is a mentality that can really keep you stuck because getting professional help for an area of your business can have orders of magnitude of positive effect just from getting that professional help and helping, letting that professional help you get the outcome. And we talked about that in the last episode about technology and websites, not just thinking about a website, but thinking about the outcome that you want that website to get you. So DIY is not all that, y'all. And I really want you to interrogate that and think about when you need help in your business, are you actually the best person to get that job done? And if not, then if you decide that you need help, then you can figure out a way to get the help. If you don't know how it's going to happen right now, that's okay. But if you just acknowledge, you know what? I'm really not the best person for this. Like I could have started this podcast and I could have taken a course or Googled or gone on YouTube or what have you to figure out how to do the editing and how to submit to all the different outlets. I didn't want to do that. I just pay my producer and she does an amazing job doing all of those things so that I can be about the business of running my business and talking to you all. Another thing that I see has been very, very normalized is crowdsourcing technology. And I know I've talked about this a lot. I will probably talk about it again. It's that phenomenon where you need some software or you have a technical question and your first move is to go into some Facebook group and say like, hey, what are people using for this or that? Go back to the episode about asking better questions if you want to know what you should do instead. But really where I see this having the worst effect is that people are asking coaches for technical advice. You know, they're in coaching programs and they're like, oh, my coach uses Kajabi, so I'm going to use Kajabi. Stop crowdsourcing your technology. You should use the technology that is going to actually help you grow your business. And that might not be what your neighbor next door or the folks in your mastermind are using. It's going to depend on your circumstances. It's going to depend on your budget. It's going to depend on whether it's something you're going to build yourself or whether you're going to have someone else build it. Stop crowdsourcing technology. Let's normalize strategy and planning and figuring out what the heck we actually want the outcome to be before we start looking at different technology. That would be a great thing to normalize. The last thing I want to talk about normalization and really the one that that sparked me to record this episode is I see people normalizing the struggle. Now, business is hard and no one who's been in business would tell you differently, but I have met people who have been in business 5, 10, 15 years, and they're still just really struggling to get by. Have you ever heard someone say, you can get used to anything, right? And that could, that could be good or bad, right? And I think what I see happening is people really struggle a lot in the beginnings of their business, and then they get used to that feeling. And they get used to that, and so they figure that's what business is. It's the struggle. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be like that forever, <laughs> Okay. So if you're at the beginning of your business listening to this, then I want you to actually think hard about what is it you want your business to actually be like so that you make sure that you're putting one foot in front of the other towards that goal so that you're not going to be on the struggle bus forever. And if you're further along in business listening to this, I want you to really sit down and think about 
what do you want your ideal business to look like? And what's the gap between that vision and the business you have now? Is it getting more help? Is it dialing in your technology? Is it really figuring out what you want to offer? Like, are you offering something that you did because you thought you were good at it or people asked you for it, but you really in your heart of hearts want to do something else? This is a great time and a great catalyst for you to really interrogate what you want your business to be like so that you can start taking steps toward making it that way. All right. So let's say that you've done this work and you've figured out this is the dream business that I want to have. This is the dream life that I want to have. How do you actually go about using the process of normalization to get you closer to that goal? And there's two really easy, or I should say really simple hacks that you can use to start normalizing your next level. One is location and the second is environment. So let's talk about location for a minute. Location could be where you live, the house you live in, could be what your office is like. If you are trying to reach a goal and you are trying to raise your business to a certain level and everything around you reflects the level that you are currently at, you're going to have a very, very hard time breaking out into that next level. One thing I say a lot is order of operations, be, do, and have. So people think, oh, when I get to a certain level, then I will do this thing or I'll believe a certain way. And in actuality, you have to believe it first. So you have to become the person who is worthy of whatever the goal is that you're chasing. And so in the process of becoming, one really easy thing to do is to start gathering things around you that reflect where it is you actually wanna be. So that might mean just upgrading some things in your environment. Doesn't have to be drastic, right? It could be getting a co-working space. Well, (laughs) pre-COVID, Maybe it could be that, you know, if you're tired of working from home. Now we're all stuck at home, it could be upgrading your home office. So one thing that I did that I have been wanting to do for years and years this month is I got myself a height adjustable standing desk. I was sitting, especially working from home, I have a standing desk at my co-working space, but I'm not there anymore because of COVID or I'm not there very much. And so I was working a lot at home and sitting a lot. My low back was kind of starting to hurt. And I was like, you know what? It's time. I went on and I I got the standing desk that I wanted. And not only did I get the desk, I got the mat so that my feet can be comfy. I got a nice ergonomic stool that moves around and goes up and down so I can kind of lean on it or I can go all the way to sitting. I did not spare anything. I got exactly the tools and the environment that I want in order to really feel good when I'm working. So that's an example of something that you can level up. It doesn't have to be that big an investment though. It could be getting yourself a treat, right? Some really comfy jammies that you've been wanting. You know, we're going into the fall, into the winter. So like being cozy is a really good time of year to be cozy. So anything that allows you to treat yourself, that it kind of allows you to feel like how you want to feel when you hit that next level is something that you can do to start to level up and start to normalize like, ooh, right? Um, One hack for location would be if you have a big goal and you do something like rent yourself an Airbnb. So I just had a client do this actually, just kind of really wanted to write a bunch of new content so that she could get her marketing system going. And so she, I don't know if it was an Airbnb, but she she basically rented a place and spent, you know, a weekend or a few days alone so that she could 
have this distraction-free environment to help reach this goal. And so changing your environment like that is a great way to start to normalize your next level and start to normalize the goals that you're striving for and really spend time on those. The next hack for normalization is your environment. By environment, I don't mean your location as much as the people that you are spending time around. And I've talked about this in other venues as well, that if your goal is to reach 20K months and every single person around you is doing 5K months, then you need to find some new folks and you need to get around some people who are doing 20K months because being in that environment is going to normalize that amount of money for you. And you're gonna see that the people who are making that amount of money aren't really that different from you, right? They're not super extra special. They don't have talents and skills that you don't have or can't learn. They've just been at it longer and they're doing more things or maybe they've grown a bigger audience or maybe they've dialed in their offer and their marketing, but they're not doing anything that you can't do. And so that is why masterminds are so important. That's why coaching is so important. You have to get around people who are doing the things that you want to be doing so that you can normalize that. And then you will just naturally raise to the level of your environment. It's the easiest hack that I know to bust through a certain level if you feel like you're stuck. So as we wrap this one up, a few questions you can ask yourself. What have you normalized in your business without really thinking that much about it? What do you actually want to normalize in your business? What do you need to normalize in order to reach the next level that you're trying to reach? And what are the hacks that you can make to either your location or your environment, the group of people that you're hanging around in to help you reach that next level? And if you want to chat about this, come on over into the service CEOs group and let's talk about it. I love giving all this information to you, but I love even more engaging in a conversation about this. We'll have a link to the group in the show notes. Come on over and join the group and let's talk about this, what you've normalized and where you're trying to go. And if you need a squad, right? If you need to up-level your squad and you need to get into a supportive group of business owners who are all trying to get to the next level, then consider applying for Content Bootcamp. Content Bootcamp is my 12-week coaching program for mission-driven, service-based business owners. And what we do in there is we really help you dial in your offer, your audience, and your messaging, and then help you get out onto the big worldwide web with your message so that you can start drawing your ideal clients to you. And if you want to apply for Bootcamp, go to carveldigital.com slash bootcamp, and you can apply there. All right, y'all. That's what I have for you today. And now is the time if you have gotten value from this episode, when you can go and leave your five-star rating and review. It really helps us get the word out to more people and I super appreciate it. And maybe you'll get a shout out in the next episode. Until I see you next time, begin as you mean to go on. Hey, if you liked today's episode, then you'll love hanging out with us in the Service CEOs Facebook group. It's a supportive group of ambitious service business owners. Your chance for business success goes up to 95% when you have a squad of supportive people who have similar goals and can encourage you and give you a gentle kick in the pants when you need it. Go to carveldigital.com slash CEO and answer the group questions to join. See you inside.